Canada's annual rate of inflation is up. It's back above 3% again. The numbers released today by Stats Canada show the rate of inflation for July at 3.3%. In June, it was 2.8%. Why did it go up? Well, gas prices, mortgage costs. Um, There was some good news to be found here, and it's very, very questionable calling this good news. But nonetheless, a very slight change in food inflation. It's at 8.5%, which is still really, really high. But it's a bit better than it was in June when it was still at 9.1%. So uh, we're seeing food prices come down. Well, no, I shouldn't say that. And it's an important distinction. Food prices are not coming down. They're just not going up as quickly as they had been before. you got to remember that when we talk about inflation, when you say inflation's gone down from 9.1% to 8.5% in terms of food inflation, it doesn't mean anything's gotten any cheaper. It just means it's not gotten as expensive as it did last month. The increase was bigger last month than it is this month, but it still went up. So uh, food inflation is still an issue at 8.5%. So what do we make of all of this? And perhaps more importantly, what will the Bank of Canada make of all this? Let's find out. We're going to chat with Stefan Marion, who is a chief economist with the National Bank of Canada. Stefan, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate your time. Good morning, Shay. Okay, your initial reaction to the numbers released this morning. Surprised? Was it expected? What do you think? Uh, Disappointed. Uh, We were expecting that the pace of inflation would decelerate at a slower pace this this summer, Uh, but uh, unfortunately, it's actually... uh, it's a bit stronger than we thought. So again, you mentioned it, food, uh, um, energy, shelter shay is also going up. And that's yeah. a reflection, uh, you know, very strong demographics countrywide. So these are the things that are slowing down the pace of inflation. So I think it's going to be hard to slow below 3% for the balance of the year. Boy, not good news. Uh, like you say, they, they, they talk about a couple of key issues. One of them is increased fuel costs. And boy, you, you notice that. I mean, the price of gas in, in Edmonton, it's getting close to a dollar fifty, and it had come down quite a bit. So, I mean, that that touches on so many different aspects, right? That can be a massive driver of cost. You're right, and you forget the, the the real story for Alberta this month is electricity prices that were up 28%, 128% year over year. Uh, there's nowhere in the country where these electricity prices are rising as fast as, as, as Alberta. Um, it's an historical divergence in terms of price of electricity played by Albertans versus the rest of the country. So there's there's gasoline, Shay, but yeah. this electricity price thing is is a big deal. Oh, you, no question. I mean, we're paying, high, if you're on the, the regulated rate option in Alberta, it is the highest price ever paid in the history of this province. So you're absolutely right. Big, big issue. Um, interest rates. They, they mentioned that, you know, mortgage costs have gone up because of the interest rates. So, well, isn't that the goal? I mean, that, that's what we wanted. It was the bank that raised the rates. Yeah, that's the uncanny thing about the CPI in Canada. We're one of the few countries where you actually raise interest rates and actually shows up on your CPI. The other countries are not like that. So you have to, you know, extrapolate <laughs> beyond the, the increase in interest rates. But, but yeah, so when you do that, inflation is, is a little bit tamer, but not by much. So, again, the problem from the Bank of Canada standpoint is, you know, uh, the unemployment is still quite low. It's still putting pressure on services. Um, 
Does the carbon tax, uh, energy transition, is inflationary? Whether or not the politicians want to admit to it, it is having an impact on inflation, impacting Nova Scotia this month, impacting Alberta. So all, all these things put together means that, you know, you know, it's unlikely that you're going to see interest rate cuts anytime soon. I don't think we're going to see rate hikes, Shay, don't get right, me wrong. Yeah, I yeah. think that monetary policy is restrictive enough, but uh, it would be uh, uh, maybe ambitious to think that we're going to get rate cuts this year. Okay, we'll get more to the rate in just a second, but I want to, one more question when it comes to this whole interest rates, and, and like you say, how that is one of the factors that's now increasing our inflationary rate. Is the other side working as well? Are we seeing, because I mean, the, the whole goal is you raise the in- interest rates and that, that cools the economy. Um, so it, are we seeing the upside to the interest rate hikes too, or is it all negative at this point? Do we need more time to see them throw the brakes on? Is it doing what it's supposed to do, I guess, is the question. We're seeing the upside in the sense that, you know, uh, goods prices are coming down. Don't forget that things are not going very well in China, so import prices are coming down. So anything that's being, a, you know, could be deemed to be a tradable good, consumer goods, is starting to come down. I, I think consumers are also feeling the impact of interest rates, so big ticket items are, should be less popular in the months ahead. So you're definitely seeing it there, uh, Shay. Uh, unfortunately, in terms of aggregate demand in Canada, you have to account for the fact that, you know, the population in the country is growing at 1 million per year currently. Alberta's at a run rate of 200,000 people a year. So, you know, you know, when you have this population growth, that puts pressure on yes. services. So it's hard to bring down inflation quickly. You're right. Yeah, that, that's another driver of a lot of this, too. I, I want to ask you, what about the fact that we're now... You know, we've been on this inflation-fighting ride for almost a year now. So how does that change the equation? Because it's a year-over-year comparison. So when you're taking yeah. a look at bringing something down from record-high inflation, I mean, does that formula work against you as inflation starts to come down and you're comparing to, you know, months that weren't record-high inflation rates? Does it look different? Like, do we need to re-examine how we compare the two? It's a, it's a good question, and, and definitely the base effects have unwinded, but now I would say at around 3%, the month-to-month changes are closer to 3% inflation world as opposed to 2%. So basically, the year-over-year is a good reflection of the monthly increases right now. I know that might sound confusing. Right. I'm just saying, listen, inflation is at 3% right now, whether you look at a month-to-month basis or year-over-year basis. So you can't claim their base effects masking what the underlying trend or not. Okay. We're closer to 3%. Gotcha. Okay, perfect. Um, What about employment data? Because we're seeing a bit of a change when it comes to that, right? We're seeing some of the things we wanted to see when it came to, you know, labor, unemployment, all those things. Is that going to help or hurt? Well, the unemployment is starting to trend up, uh, albeit Alberta is uh, breaking the trend with the rest of the country because uh, it was the only large province last month to create employment, particularly full-time jobs. So again, that that doesn't suggest a massive slowdown in consumption for the province. Uh, But at the same time, Shay, I I can't not speak to uh, shelter uh, costs that are up 5% nationally. Same thing for Alberta. So again, anything related to housing uh, is still resilient in the CPI basket. So again, interest rates are above 3%. It's restrictive monetary policy. I don't think the banking has to panic with the inflation numbers that we saw this morning, but they cannot cut rates anytime soon. So uh, just a holding pattern then, you think? We'll just sort of wait and see where this is headed and, and don't expect them to go up or down in the near future? Well, listen, um, in terms of coming down, I think, you know, you know, economic activity will slow down. I mean, 
everyone is hiking rates across the planet. So, you know, China yeah, yeah. is in deflation right now. The U.S. is in restrictive monetary policy. So is Europe. Uh, I think the global economy will slow. That will, you know, limit the upside to inflation. But let's not forget the geopolitical backdrop is not very conducive to a massive decline in inflation, right? Given energy prices, food prices, etc. That's also a reflection of what's happening in the rest of the world. So by and large, I would say, listen, we're the 3% inflation world for the next few quarters. Um, don't have to hike rates, can't cut rates. I mean, that's a story for next year. But uh, hopefully our forecast is on track that the Bank of Canada has stopped hiking rates. And that would be good news, Jay. Yeah, no doubt. It definitely would be. Uh, Stefan, thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate your time. My pleasure. Thank you.